Top Dog. Good to be with you here today. Had a bad feeling last week. I was a little apprehensive about what may be in store for us, like you, you yourself talked about. Unfortunately, that damn thing materialized yesterday. I don't know if uh, the nervousness of the game or the embarrassment of how we played, but absolutely not what we intended to have transpire yesterday. Got to get my bark in before we start. Boop, boop, boop. Good BK, to be with you, Top Dog. BK, huh? what a day yesterday. What a day down on the lakefront at the stadium. Just absolutely hard. I told you. You didn't believe me. I told you Belichick was going to come in here. I told you he's not going to beat himself. We're going to get into all this. But I told you. Well, unfortunately, we <laughs> unfortunately we concurred with each other. That wasn't. Right. I, I wanted I wanted us both to be wrong so we could be sitting here at three and three today, not two and four. Um, as we get ready though for this show, I look over. Typically, I want to see Dave Big Play McAllister, but Dave Big Play McAllister has turned into Gabriella <laughs> Gabby Cruz today. Big Play take, Gabby <laughs> taking care of us today, but Gabby, um, you're deferring. Too, and I'm def and I'm actually going as tardy as possible getting over here, but Gabby is deferring on getting over to Ken, angry Ken here, and I have a feeling you're not going to be too damn festive today, <laughs> young man. All I'm going to say, everybody, is tray tables up, fasten your seatbelts because this is going to be a turbulent ride, mm -hmm. guys. The fans in Cleveland are on fire today. So let's just get right into it. The Browns come out hot yesterday. We're ready. Bill Belichick ready to go. And let's get into the plays, guys. Start it out. So here we go, Bernie. Talk us through what's, what was the mindset coming in? Bill Belichick in town. The Browns are ready to go. We're all excited. Jacoby Brissett. You know, coming out, coming out in the game, last week we talked about both teams are struggling at stopping the run. Both teams are doing excellent from an offensive standpoint at running the football. So we anticipated both teams having a physical presence, coming out, establishing the run, establishing the line of scrimmage. We came out in our game, we came out in no back, threw the ball on first down, and then try to bootleg throw on second and five. Let's take a look at the play. Let's just go right into it and break it down. We get the ball, and then we're as Browns fans, we're thinking, okay, let's just run Nick Chubb. We've heard the complaints. We're not running him enough, and here's our play, Bernie. So, But one of the things we talked about last week, the attention to detail of the Bill Belichick New England defense, they set their edges. They always understand not getting beat outside. So knowing that we're doing a bootleg play action um, type of football team, their edges, their ends here, aren't going to let Jacoby Brissett get outside of him. So when you have a bootleg like this and you have a team that's really anticipating these type of throws because we started last year's game with 13 personnel and trying to throw the ball in, in there. So I absolutely don't mind throwing the ball with that personnel group, but we knew that Bill Belichick's defense was going to understand and be anticipating those type bootlegs. So that's not that's not a game that's not a type of sequence where you want to catch them off guard. And I think we were trying to get 
trying to be a little too cute with them. Well, we were trying to be a little too cute. And it all, I mean, you're exactly right. It all, all comes down to uh, who their head football coach is. And their head football coach is one of the smartest coaches that's ever coached the game, and that's Bill Belichick. And you're absolutely right. He is not going to let you and not going to let his team get beat on a bootleg, and I wish we would have, you would have been in that uh, offensive meeting room, or someone would have been in that offensive room. But they should know this, and you could tell it when they started to run the play. Those guys are going to be where they're supposed to be, when they're supposed to be there, and they're exactly what happened on yeah. that play. Yeah, we and talked play, about we talked and, about that. And last... the play ended up with a turnover or interception. Right, just like. They they practiced that stuff during the week. We talked about it. We talked about it last week that they were going to be anticipating those type of plays. And earlier, the second play of the game, they anticipated that they were prepared for it, just like we talked about they were going to be prepared for fourth and one in those quarterback sneaks. They're going to pinch their defensive tackles. This, this is what drives the fans nuts. It feels like we're trying to outcoach. It feels like the fans is wanting to try and outcoach Bill Belichick. They asked Coach Belichick at the press conference after, hey, were you surprised on the Browns throwing to Farrell Brown, the third-string tight end? And, Bernie, we talked before the yeah. show. There was nobody surprised well, what Bert Belichick said. Yeah, well, I, I saw Coach Belichick before the game. And, again, not that we're talking strategy before the game. You don't want to put anybody in, in those type situations. But you are reading body language, and you're trying to figure out who's doing what and, and what you may be anticipating and stuff. And I could just tell by the look in his eyes that he had an air of confidence in terms of understanding what he wanted to do during the game. And just like last year, we started out in that 13 personnel of trying to throw the ball with some depth down to the, the tight ends down the field. He anticipated and had prepared his team for, for exactly that. All right, so now we got to go quickly off over on defense. Now, as again... An angry fan, I'm thinking it's about time we stop the quarterback. We make every quarterback that comes into Cleveland Stadium look like he's going to the Hall of Fame. But this time it's Zappy. Let's see this play. Zappy. Hanford, how do you defend this guy? And were you surprised that he had the success he had? I was really surprised because you're talking about uh, they're pretty much down to their third string quarterback. And it was just an outstanding play on their end. I mean, you look at the wide receiver, you're going to see two defensive backs defending against this play and no one got to the ball. And you could just see he just went up and made a good play. But when you look at Zappy all day, I mean, the guy went 24 for 34, 309 yards and two touchdowns. No burning. This is key. No interceptions. We're yeah. talking about a third string quarterback. That With 118.4 yeah. quarterback yeah. rating against us. Yeah. Making a play in the first quarter here. Making a throw down down into double coverage that really a veteran quarterback could make. And those that type throw right there, that's actually pretty deep. That's actually pretty good coverage. And I don't mind sometimes from a defensive perspective, if you get beat like that, playing tough like that. We talked last week about uh, the defensive line not getting getting more pressure, getting more of the press coverage, getting five guys involved in the pass rush. You saw five guys rushing there, anticipating anticipating some of the runs and stuff. I if if a defensive back is in those positions, that that that's that's 
that's the things that sometimes happen. And, and I'm going to say this real quick. Uh, I, I was I was shocked a little bit because uh, I didn't know that he had this Zappy had this in him because what he did was he threw that ball and he he knew he knew the th- he knew to throw that ball with the defensive back at his back to him at so, the back and with height in the old right, days you were, in the right, old days you wouldn't throw right, with that type of height right, because the safety would come right. over and decapitate Absolutely. you. Now you can't take out the defenseless receiver. So again, as a fourth round draft pick, a rookie from Western Kentucky yeah. to have that type of presence and vision, uh, that type of experience to make that type of throw where only his guy could catch it was, was unfortunately so, and, awesome. And I'm going to angry Kim, but nine times out of ten, when that happens, when the defensive back have his back to him, he knows that he's either going to catch that ball, it's going to be complete, or he's going to get past it and feel Right. So, you know, Hanford, you made a good point. Turnovers. Coming into the game yesterday, the Browns were ranked 25th yeah. in turnovers. Only two. 20, two, what, what, two, uh, two interceptions. So, and, and I know later on, Miles got that fumble, but what, where's the interceptions? Our defensive backs aren't even close enough to even have pass interference, let alone interceptions. But where's uh, where's all the ball hawking? Where's the strip sack? Where's the fumbles? I don't I, we're looking for the turnovers. They're not happening, and this is supposed to be an elite defense. Well, and, and that's something uh, Stefanski talked about before the game, uh, coming into this game, some of the things that he wanted to see happen. Exact, uh, Angry Ken, you, you're 100% right. I mean, you are just absolutely right on this thing. And coming into this ball game, I think we only had two interceptions. And uh, and even in this game, we didn't have any Interceptions. We have to turn to get the ball turned. We have to get more turnovers. You know, when you're not pu- when you're not putting teams in longer down passing situations, the third and long situations, the second and longer situations, where you're able, to, you're not able to force them into throwing. You're not able to actually force more of that pressure on them. So we've been playing. We talked about it at length last week. We've been playing a lot of cover four, uh, rush four guys, softer zone type coverages. If you're not being forced to have to throw the ball and you're not in longer down and distance situations and you're playing those zone coverages, you're typically not going to get those type of turnovers and stuff. We did try to make a little bit of transition this past week with a little more press coverage, a little more pressure on you in an attempt to do that. But they were in such favorable down and distance situations, not having to overly throw the ball and use that play action game. Well, I'm going to ask you this real quick, um, and, and and I'll answer to myself. I mean, I was a little bit shocked. I mean, coming into this ball game, I thought it was a game that we should win. I, I thought it was a game that we're going to win uh, because when you look at this Belichick team, I mean, it's, it, it's a decent football team, but it's not uh, a great football team. And we had them at home, and uh, I'm, I'm a little bit shocked that uh, we didn't win this ball game. Uh, one of the things is – that and this is probably half a joke, but half serious and stuff, is we. I have such respect for being in that rectangle, such respect for the honor of being on that field. And you and me were down on the field yesterday, and being the guys that have played on the field, and now it's old guys yeah. that are watching, and then yeah. somewhat working from the media perspective, and then just talking and kind of getting a feel for what's going to happen during the game. But some of the pregame stuff we did yesterday, and. Again, I understand the entertainment value of the game and the business side 
of it and the marketing side of it. But boy, like yesterday, we chucked, joked earlier in the year about your love for the elf yeah, on this, yeah. on, in the middle of the field. I'm not sure that's evolving too good with a good luck <laughs> charm and stuff. And not that we're superstitious and stuff. But when it does come to respect and stuff, that, that guitar smash well, Bernie, that we're talk doing. about the guitar smash because, yeah. you know, it, it's, this, I, is what's, this is why my head's going to explode. <laughs> we're the dog pound. We're the angry dogs. We're trying to create an environment. I get it. New ownership, Haslam's whatever, the marketing team, and maybe it's tight in the right. But, Bernie, you're standing on a stage smashing a guitar, and the Patriots are trying to go around you. How did you feel on the stage with that going on? Well, I have a lot of history in my life with guitars and stuff. Between between smashing some Kid Rock guitars over some bad boyfriends of my daughter's heads to, to opening christening hard rocks with a, the crashing of guitars, to yesterday, again, from a marketing perspective, doing the guitar smash. It's kind of, I guess, cool from that standpoint. It's not cool. But it's from, gimmicky. But it's from, gimmicky. From, it's, from the marketing side, I absolutely see that. Okay. But, from the play, but from the player side, what happened yesterday and what, again, the, us older guys being involved with it, that, that thing happens right by the visiting team's um, locker room right by the visiting team sidelines. So I'm here right before the game. I'm dressed in that corny 216. And I love Machine Gun Kelly. I got to do the. Uh, well, that's what I, I was going to ask. 216 till I died. I got to do the. All right. Guys, the, the wait, wait. I got the. I got I got the. But, but for, for the way that. For the way that happened, to see the Patriots' faces yeah. right at five minutes to one, and seeing that how they were, they, it was pampered. It yeah. was completely quiet yeah. in that tunnel yeah. to yeah. see fifty-three guys like that, and these guys were significantly bigger than us yesterday yeah. to notice the size. <laughs> but it was almost like uh, we violated them that their anger level, and they came out in that first quarter just like the Jets came out in yeah, the third quarter yeah, with yeah. a level of intensity. <laughs> That wasn't good right, for that, us that Browns go fans. Back, get rid of the elf. Get rid of the guitars. Bring back Hanford and the dog pound. We're barking. Let's go back to the game so we can't stop the pass. What do we do? Let's focus on the run. Oh, no. We can't stop the run either. Well, Let's see Stevenson. Well, I'm going to say this. this oh, wow. This, this, and this is third and ten right here. Yeah. Um, you talking about stopping the run. We haven't been able to stop the run all we had a past few games. Boy, this too. is this 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 should have never gotten where it was supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, and, and again to the Joe, Joe to the crucified Joe Woods here. Look, if this is a run left, he has a weak safety blitz, uh, Delpit, right into the hole where the run is is coming to. From a defensive perspective, a defensive play call, again, I'm not uh, Joe Woods' marketing agent, but that's a well-called defense. That should stunt that run, but I believe that we got a couple guys um, in the outside gap not having good run gap integrity, and you get a third and 10, 31-yard run. I mean, that that literally makes you sick. Well, and, and the thing that really upsets me and makes me mad every time I watch that particular play is all week they – talked about tackling. We're going to tackle. We're going to tackle better. And you see, you talked about it. Deffitt came up there. He should have made the tackle, made the play right away. And then you got another cornerback right there, Emerson, that should have never, never, never let that play get on the outside of him. It shouldn't have got to him, but it did get to him. Now he's got to make the play, and he didn't make the play. And, again, we emphasize all week tackling, 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 and still you could see so, didn't right, do so any good. Hanford, we talked about coaching it up. 
You're the coach of the defense now. We're seeing this time and time again. Do you sit some of these guys down? How do how does these change? We asked last week. Explain Denzel Ward. Explain what you're doing again today. Uh, Delpit. Explain what was going on. And if they if they're not adjusting, do you sit them down? What do you do, Hanford? And, and here's the problem. Here's the problem with that because going into this ball game, we were already short some players. Uh, you know, because uh, you talked about it, Denzel Ward didn't play. He was in concussion protocol. Obviously, he didn't dress. He didn't play in this ball game. And so you, we brought Greedy Williams back out, and we got Emerson. So we only have uh, only a, a, a short number of corners on the uh, roster right now. So we got to use these guys. But it's just come down to these guys wanting to make plays, and for some reason we're not making the plays. Well, it's just – it's disappointing when in the running game we're critiquing a corner for bad run run performance. So if your cornerback is the reason for your weak link, you're already at the third level. So there's issues before that even to how you got to Emerson right there. You don't want that to happen. You can't and and if that was an issue this past week with uh, the New England Patriots. It's Look even out. more of an issue with the Baltimore Look Ravens. I, I, know where you, I know what you're thinking, and yeah. I know where you're headed. It's, it's, those, it's those safeties in the middle, and you know I don't have a problem with it. I, I, there's a problem right yeah, there. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll leave it at that right now. Yeah, we'll, come, we'll, come, we'll, we'll, okay. we'll talk about the freight train that's steaming uh, our way in a few minutes. But before we talk about the, one of the great plays that uh, Jacoby had in the throne, I'm not ready to show it yet, but – Talk about that quarterback's knee. You know, everybody's talking. Jacoby Brissett has, is able to get that quarterback's knee. You know Coach Belichick knows how to defend that. They must have practiced that 100 <laughs> times. Bernie Hanford, wait, you pinched the line right there, and, and no chance. Well, look, again, it's not to promote the podcast and just call us Nostradamus and no, stuff. No, promote it. But promote to talk it. through last week at this exact time last week, we were talking about wanting to just call over to the, call over to the game plan, <laughs> to the coaches, to the front office, and not to be, not, not again, not to promote ourselves or to over-glorify ourselves with it, but knowing that I spend time with him and knowing in those meetings what you're going to do for that and knowing that... We did not do the quarterback sneak last week that we talked about it, that Bill Belichick will be looking at a 6-2 defense and or having his two defensive tackles in there shaded up to head up to inside of the guards and pinching inside, knowing that the quarterback sneak is the 95 percentile of plays that we're going to run, especially after not last week not running it. And then to have, um, to have that materialize just like that, um, and not get the first down, and then get the touchdown right, right after. So that hey, was a bad sequence. Right, so let's, let's ask you this. You get there, you're Jacoby. Now, put Bernie, this is you now, because you said you would change plays. And by the way, it was Belichick that we're going against. So you get there. You see they're pinched in. You're going to have a time, hard time on that quarterback sneak. Do you call timeout? Do you change the play? Or you just put your head down and try and make it? No, so this is when we talk about this last week. And, and when a great team, a championship team, Needs a yard, you believe you're going to get a yard. And this is where I, I love the calmness and I love the even keelness most all the time of us coaches and quarterbacks, except there are strategic times when your emotion and your adrenaline and your passion 
has to be as genuine as possible, even if it's not, a, we used to call F&E, false yeah, enthusiasm. Yeah, 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 but yeah. you must get, and what I absolutely would do, Ken, dog, you saw it all the time. I would look at my center and two guards in the eyes and say, this is all on us right now, okay? I, we are going inside. We're squeezing in. And I would have reminded both guys, we squeeze in because they're going to pinch. They're going to pinch on that play, and you remind them, and you get real adrenaline. You're almost frosting at the mouth, almost as that's why I'm drinking my CBD Bernie, I feel juice like you today. Could get that yard right now. No, well, you got to get your lineman so motivated to do <laughs> that. Up. You know, Let's do it. You know? Well, and when you, you do that, they believe in yeah. it. And I mean, that sounds corny. It sounds like it's adrenaline. That sounds like it's made up for TV Bernie, and stuff. Well, that let me, is let me, the simplest thing. Let me, let me say this. And here's where I'm headed right with that on those same lines because I guarantee you here's what happened and and it's all about attitude it's all about a frame of mind and you're exactly right I guarantee you what Belichick did he went in that defensive meeting room this year right and he oh. sit there and he talked to those guys on defense and he probably showed him he said let me show you guys one damn thing right let here. me Excuse show me. there was let a me show special you one segment thing. he said he said they have gone for it on fourth down six times and they've gotten all six of them they've I don't want to see that happen. It's all about attitude, and we are not going to let them get it. Right. You see what happened? Those guys, they went out, and they stopped us, and we didn't right. get it. Yeah, and he would add to that. He would add that, and he would add, look, they just don't respect you. They yeah. think you suck. Yeah. They think I, they could just run you over. Yeah. Look, they just do that. They're telling you yeah. they're going to do that. That's how little they think of you. That gets those guys so frosted, so fired up. They are telling you this is what we're going to do, and you can't stop And you're stop not them. tough enough to, to stop, stop us. us. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Deal you with know it. what? They're right. They're mm. right. They are tougher than us, and they stopped us. <laughs> there was a few highlights Here's a play, uh, Gab. Let's run this one. Uh, Jacoby Brissett, tough day, but this was one of the highlights, albeit, man, it was a tight window. But, uh, Ernie, walk us through this. Okay, fourth and five. I, I love the end result. I love the concept of the play. When you have press coverage like this, you have, you have man coverage across the board here. You have the outside guy running a hitch. 27 there, the inside slot uh, nickelback has to cover Amari Cooper from the whole field there with inside help. So for Amari Cooper here to run this fade like this, and I love throwing the fades. It's a beautiful throw and catch. Non-high percentages on fourth and five. But to be able for Amari to act like it's going to the back pylon and then to throw his hands up at the last second, keeping 27, um, unsure of, of, of when to, for him to make the stop. But that's actually textbook. textbook and it's one of the on. most... I think it's one of the most beautiful throws that Jacoby had all day uh, when he made that throw in there. Obviously, I wouldn't yeah. have, you can, when I see two defensive backs in there, I wouldn't have had the guts to throw that yeah. play in there. But, but it was just a great, great play, great route, and uh, great hands. Uh, Amari Cooper coming down with the ball, and not only coming down with the ball, uh, being in bounds. Being in bounds, this footwork is awesome. Yeah. And keep this in mind, too. We were talking, unfortunately, about this with Bailey Zappi early in the game when he threw the fade down the left side um, against Greg Newsom and stuff. Throwing balls and throwing fades like that, we don't see us doing a lot of that. That's one of the few times we've done that this year. Um, you, get the, you get the completions like that. You get the defensive holdings. You get the pass interferences like that. Those are really good shots to take and for us to do, do more of that. So, you know what, guys? 
You talked about it in Hanford. Got to give you credit where credit's due. You weren't sold on Jacoby coming in. Mm-hmm. We tried to talk you. Angry Ken was all in on Jacoby. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now coaches have him on film. You're beginning to see the NFL is all about adjustments. Was there a time yesterday in the game where we should have said, maybe we put in Josh? I personally, I, I, you know, I, I don't think so. I, I, I don't like to uh, no spark. Cha- no I don't spark. like to change um, um, in the middle of a ball game like that. Yeah, change uh, for just I, change. I, yeah, I, I think if you want to do it, you want to give him uh, Dobbs a, a shot this week. Let's go ahead and get him ready to play. But when you look at Jacoby, let's just face it, guys. Jacoby is Jacoby. And, uh, and and this is what I talked about uh, earlier uh, in some of our shows. I mean, I just wasn't all in on him, but I just have to realize uh, he's a backup. He's always been a backup, and I have no disrespect to him, but he's, uh, he's probably always going to be well, a backup. You know backup. what, Bernie? I watched highlights of you. You would throw your receivers open. He does not throw his receivers open. Well, he did on he did on that Amari Cooper one. I love that catch. And and again, I'm not going to be an, uh, a Jacoby apologist, and I'm not being a QB apologist here. Um, but whether it's Jacoby Brissett, uh, Josh Dobbs yesterday, or Jesus Christ, we are still going to end up being two and four after it. Um, to uh, offensively, we could absolutely pick on things that we need to get better at. There's no doubt about it. But man. Well, what happened to us from a special teams perspective, what happened to us defensively yesterday, we, that was, a, that was right. an upstream battle. Right, well, you know guys. what we – and I'm going to say, Angry Ken, real quick. You know what we like about Jacoby? We like Jacoby being Jacoby, and that means not trying to do too much. Mm-hmm. And now he's trying to do too much, and as a result – and he still throws some – had some good plays. He threw some good balls to Donald People Jones. But when he tried to do too much – that's when the mistakes happen. So is happen. that coaching, Hanford? In fact, you know what? We're going to go on a little okay. rapid fire here. I want to ask you. I'm going to throw you guys questions. Okay. We don't want long answers. Mm-hmm. Just give me short okay. answers. Is it a coaching situation? Are we asking him to do too much? I don't think it's a coaching situation. I don't think we're asking him to do too much. I think he just taking it upon himself at certain times during the ball game. He feels that the ball, the game is getting away, and he needs to make a play. But instead of just sticking in the framework of uh, – of what he's supposed to do, just stay right there. Don't try, don't try to do too much, and I think it'd be okay. All right, then, Bernie, I'm going to go to you on this one. Is it the play calling? Should we be calling different plays? Should we establish the running game? Sometimes we absolutely, as quarterbacks, we try to do too much to your first question. And when sometimes we are trying to do too much and we put that pressure on ourselves, we do need help with the play calling. And, again, I, I know Kevin Stefanski, when you only hand a ball to Nick Chubb 12 times, you don't go into a game anticipating only 12 carries for Nick Chubb, four for Kareem Hunt. So, absolutely, you can help him out and help him out in, in your play calling with the running game, implementing your Nick Chubbs and Kareem Hunt earlier from that perspective. Okay, so we're, we're, we're going at halftime. You know Belichick's the master of adjustments. We see no adjustments at halftime. Uh, we come in, we just keep doing the same thing. Bernie, are we? is Coach Stefanski losing the players? No, I wouldn't say he's losing the players. I think that they – they had they deferred coming uh, winning the toss. They got the ball coming out at, at the start of third quarter. They got a seven play quick drive, immediate touchdown. All of a sudden, instead of a 10-6 game, it's a 17-6 game. Um, 
Again, not wanting to throw it on the defense, but coming out that first drive of the important, third quarter. Important. It's if you if your defense is out there, you yeah. want to stop them important. offensively. If you, you get out score. there, you want to score. You want to show that you made adjustments and you're being able to move the ball. We did neither of those on the first two, and the game switched right there. So as a fan, I got to tell you, I'm sitting there going, Patriots are going to get the ball. This drive is going to set the tone in the second half for the whole game. Sure enough, right down the field. So Hanford, Miles Garrett in his press conference yesterday afterwards, said we got to look in the mirror now he wasn't throwing shade at anybody said i gotta look at myself but we got to go into those defensive meetings and we can't be afraid to call each other out you tell me are they calling each other out well they have to and and it's very important because this season is not lost yet but it's getting pretty close to that uh uh to that area right now where this season is really in trouble so but as a defensive player you say to yourself what can I do myself? What can I do better? What can I do to help this team win? You don't look at everybody else. You don't look at every. You know, you might. If I see someone doing something, uh, I'm going to say something to him on the field, and I want him to say the same to me. But you have to be able to take criticism from your other players. But yeah, first of all, what you got to do, you got to look yourself in the mirror and see what you could do in order to help. Uh, this that's team. perfectly said. You yeah. know what? We we looked at ourselves. We yelled at ourselves first and foremost. And when you yell at your Yourself first and foremost, um, you then have the credibility yeah. to look and maybe yeah. cr- chastise others. Yeah. And again, not to keep saying when we did it, when we play and stuff, but dog, you know, we we were tough oh, on each other. I oh, mean, we, no if, question. If the defense. If the defense wasn't making plays, if they weren't rushing a quarterback, you were on them. If vice versa, we weren't scoring. You know, you guys were dogging us. Well, you know what? We got the horn going off, but I. <laughs> I want to go back some because you, if you saw Tom Brady yesterday on the sidelines, and we know th- he's got a lot going on in his life, he was yelling and screaming on that side. You look at our sideline, these guys just go sit calm. Like nothing seems to be going on. I don't see emotion. And, and you guys were talking about it before. You take on the personality of your head coach. He's just standing there, no emotion. I want emotion. The fans are emotional. I'm emotional. My head's going to explode. Guys, where's the emotion? I want emotion. Well, I I don't want to feed your anger there, Ken. And I want to, I'll break that horn and stuff, okay? But I absolutely concur with you. And the Tom Brady thing, not that that's, I'm proud with that, but that, that was a weekly thing. Even in happiness. You would yell on the sidelines like that. I mean, that's hey. something where that was just part hey. of my game. Hey, that did, that did was you, part hey, of what you need to hey, do. Did you see Gabby laughing about that horn over well, there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I said there was going to be some turbulence over here. The horn. We got Gabby jumping, yeah. man. We're going to have Gab with some CTE I'm, issues. Right. <laughs> Filing workman's right. comp claims. But you know what? Man, she'll get denied right. too in the NFL. Gabby, yeah, throw up. All right. Then it's, we got to ask the question. Let's see what we got here. This was what the horn was supposed to bring. Uh, it's the hot seat. Let's see. What are you looking? I think that we're not going to look ahead yet. No, we're going to do angry right Ken here. with the hot seat. Angry uh, Ken with the sure. hot seat. Right here, here we guys. Go. Uh, Is it time oh, to talk about this? Oh, oh, I love I, I, it. You know what? I'm not saying we fire the coach right now because we've been down that. But is that seat getting hot? I think it is getting hot. I think um, I, I think Stefanski uh, understand that everything starts with him. Uh, for instance, if the defense is not doing what it's supposed to do, it's it's on him. Uh, if the offense is not doing what they're supposed to do, it's on him. He is the head coach. 
I, I think he should be on the hot seat, but do I think we should fire him? Absolutely not. I'm not uh, I'm not at all into firing him. Yeah. I'm not on the hot yeah. seat with yeah. him. I think if we start going down that pathway now, it'll give us zero chance to dig out of this right now. This is something where we got to um, rally around everybody. And I'm not just saying that as, an, as a homer trying to be a, a, a Cleveland Brown inter, uh, internal person. Um, Coach Stefanski, it's, this is not the time to dive well, on him. Well, you know what, guys? I'm not saying we fire him, but hand the place off to Coach Van Pelt and be the head coach. We said Bill Belichick went into that meeting on the defense, and he said, guys, here's watch for this. You can just picture Stefanski. He's worrying about the offense. Be the head coach. That's what I'm saying. All right, if he's not on the hot seat, Gabby, do we have anybody else that's on the hot seat? Oh, yeah, we do. Oh, yeah, we do. All right, Bernie, what do you think? Well, again, you heard me talking about uh, Joe Woods uh, today in terms of actually calling some really good defenses that, from a defensive X's and O perspective, us players yeah, should have been in, in position to handle that. So making those type switches at midseason, I'm not sure that's going to be able to get us get us to the promised land right now. I agree, and, and I think it all comes down to the players. I mean, if uh... – the players have to execute whatever the defense is or whatever the play is. We have to go out and execute. And normally uh, the coaches are the ones that catch all the blame and, and get the ax, get fired. But still as players, I think the responsibility is really on the players. And, and there's a tough spot. We're in a tough spot too from a player perspective. Like I'm not trying to play both sides or, or, or give excuses to them. But physically, there's times when yesterday they're physically just not capable of stopping certain yeah. teams. I mean, yeah. looking at the, the massiveness of some of the New England Patriots personnel groups yesterday, oh. sir, there were certain personnel matchups yesterday that it did not matter. There was yeah. going to be – it was a physical mismatch. But then you know what, Bernie? Then come on, you got to scheme it up. Because if that's the case, then you lost before you played. We're not always going to be the biggest well, team. Well, I felt that at five minutes to one yesterday. <laughs> I'm not trying to be funny. At five to one yesterday, I felt like that was going to be – that was – there was not, not going to no, be a chance. That doesn't give me a lot of hope. That doesn't give me a lot of hope. Oh, I didn't know I was here to give you hope. Well, <laughs> I thought we were here for factual. <laughs> All right, so now we got the freight train, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens coming to town. But before we get into looking ahead, you know, we got to go back to the old <laughs> days. And this is a – this is, you know, fans are saying they love this part of the show. When you guys talk about the old days, and, uh, of course, the old Browns became the new Ravens and now the old Ravens and uh, – People ask me, how did I become so angry? It's when Art Modell moved the team. But, guys, you played for Art Modell. Give us a story or two on Art Modell. You know, my, my memories of that, God, I drove up from Miami. That was my first time at uh, Cleveland Brown Stadium, actually signing my contract as a rookie there. And I know this sounds kind of, for people out there, that Mr. Modell um, – I love him and think he was an incredibly loyal yeah. guy. Some of the things that he did for me and for us yeah. ex-players yeah. um, was was amazing. And um, and actually, people say, how could you call him loyal when he moved the team? Yeah. Um, he trusted so many people, people, but sometimes he the people, and I've made this mistake too, sometimes I trust people yeah. that they say they're helpful, they say they love you, they say they're going to help you, and they do everything but the opposite. And, and unfortunately, I think Mr. Modell had some people around him like that. Yeah, I, I, I love him too. I mean, Art was uh, just a fantastic guy. I mean, he really cared about his players, and he loved the city of Cleveland. I mean, he really did. You, Everybody knows he was on the board of the Cleveland Clinic and all that stuff, but he was all for 
Cleveland. And I remember a story. You talk about tell a story. I never will forget. We were going to play the uh, uh, the Raiders, and uh, I was there. I was because the Raiders were supposed to draft me. Uh, but what happened was they took a kid out of uh, a cornerback out of Texas Tech, um, a guy by the name of Ted Watts. And uh, so, well, I didn't know. That. I, yeah, I, I did not yeah. want to throw. I yeah, would not yeah, want to yeah, throw against yeah, so, Mike Haynes, right, Lester, right, Day, right. Lester Haynes yeah, and so, you. So I'm Holy sitting there, God, I'm sitting there and I'm stretching and uh, right before the game. And here comes Al Davis. Al Davis comes to me and I hear somebody say, Dixon, Dixon. And I'm looking at him and I said, damn, that's Al Davis. He said, Dixon. You wish you were a Raider, don't you? And so uh, I went and told Art. I said, uh, Art, I said, I was over there stretching and Al Davis over there telling me I wish I was a Raider. Art said, you go tell Al Davis. I said, stay away from you. And I was saying to myself, I ain't telling Al Davis nothing. You better go. T- I ain't tell Art this, but I was thinking to myself, you go tell Al Davis. Well, you, you know, guys, all kidding aside. He was a great guy for the city. Oh, yeah. Great guy. Did a yeah, lot of good things. Yeah, and I remember as a yeah, young fan, you guys, yeah. I don't remember what year it was. You'll probably remember this. I think we were playing in the uh, championship, AFC championship game. You guys lobbied to stay down in Florida in the warm weather and instead of coming back oh. and practicing. Oh, and he kept you down there. Yeah. Paid the bill, right? Yeah. No, I, well, actually, that's that was actually one of my little – little pet peeves where I actually lost my mind and that started my CTE <laughs> concussion issues. Jesus God. Yeah. So that I'm not sure that was Art Modell's decision, mm-hmm. but one of the things I absolutely uh, massively believe you practice where you play and we were going to play for the first time ever the AFC championship game in beautiful Cleveland, Ohio at the end of January. But we know that the weather in Cleveland, Ohio at the end of January is friggin' miserable. It's freezing, it's frozen, the field is uh, frozen mud, spray painted green. But we win after we beat the Jets in double overtime. We got on a plane the next day and we and knew we were gonna play, we were gonna play in Cleveland the next week. We flew to Vero Beach, Vero Beach for Florida. Seven, six days to practice in eighty were, degree weather. Vero yeah, for Beach, you were lobbying to let the body heal and go. Vero play in the Beach, warm Florida. Practice. We had to, yeah. So we got we did not have the cold home field advantage because we spent six days in eighty degree weather and, before that game. And, and I forgot to say this for anyone who don't know, everybody should know, but Al Davis was the owner of the uh Rave, I mean Raiders. So I just for anyone that don't, didn't know that. Yeah. So all right. Well, then I take it back. I'm not going to be all that lovey-dovey for Art Modell because one of the last things I remember, and we don't have the image, but he is holding a Super Bowl trophy, waving at the Cleveland fans, and that's when I got so angry. But let's look ahead. We got the, uh, like I said, Lamar Jackson. Let's take a look at the Giants game yesterday. This is a this is what we're up for next week. Yeah, you know what? As as you look at Lamar Jackson, we get ready for the Baltimore Ravens. Um, I'm back on my uh, John Carroll uh, bro crush again. Greg Roman, the offensive coordinator for Gabby, your uh, John Carroll blue streaks many moons ago, and now what he's doing with the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. He's come up with such a creative run game. Yeah. His ability now to use Lamar Jackson and to use the running game, it's unfortunately for us Browns, it's what we're struggling against. He's impeccable with it in the running game and with him able to run. And then what he's able to do with the great Mark Andrews here, this is, this is the matchup that, that 
we're gonna have we've had the issue with in the past and that we're gonna need to rectify yeah. before yeah. we get here this Sunday. And, and, and we've talked about Najoku, the uh, you know him being a matchup nightmare for defensive backs. It's, you you hit on it. It's the same thing with Mark Andrews because if you look at him out of that clip, what happened was he immediately beat. Mm-hmm. Uh, the defensive back right off the line of scrimmage and Lamar mm-hmm. just put it right over his left shoulder right there see right there before mm-hmm. the uh, safety can get over there and obviously it's the touchdown so that's a matchup we definitely going to have to be uh, make sure we know where he is at all time talking about Mark Andrews because that's one of Lamar's favorite uh, uh, targets all right so let's take a look at Daniel Jones then against that Ravens defense because Bernie Jacoby's going to have to face him. How do you beat him? You know, watching, whether you're watching the uh, the Ravens defense, and the Ravens defense, we've been taking Joe Woods and our, our, our Cleveland Browns secondary has been taking so much flack for miscommunication, communication issues during the year. Um, the Baltimore Ravens have had significantly more communications issues within their defensive backfield. They've lost three double-digit leads, so some of their losses have actually been more challenging and more uh, more hurtful than our Cleveland Browns losses. But as you're doing this here, the Baltimore Ravens, just like the New England Patriots, will be ready for these bootlegs and for these nakeds and stuff, for these half rollouts and stuff. They're ready for them here against the, the New York Giants. They actually have the outside guys covered. This is Daniel Jones doing a really nice job of coming to his third and fourth guy underneath here. But this is typically the type of stuff that the Ravens on these bootlegs, they do a decent job of covering because they see them so much against their own team. And, and when you look at them, I mean, they've had their problems this year because Wink is gone. Uh, they have this uh, kid, uh, McDonald, who is the uh, defensive coordinator for, right now. He came he, over from he Michigan came over, Exactly right. Came over from Michigan. And uh, the two corners, uh, Peters and Humphrey, uh, those guys, uh, I, I mean, it, it, they're playing well, but I don't think they're playing as well as they have in the past. And they so tend to guess. They, they guess. tend to guess, and they want to jump a lot of routes, so we have an advantage there. But they're still a tough defense. They're still a tough defense, and if they get it all together, obviously they're going to be tough to beat. I just hope they don't get it together this week. Well, they're struggling at home. That's one of the things you got to hope for. And you want to talk about, we've got a horrible logo in the middle of our field. I have no idea what that crazy thing is. <laughs> Actually, I do. It's the flag from Maryland yeah. with the Baltimore Ravens. And yeah. It's ridiculous looking over there. But, uh, all right, guys, now let's go into the betting se- uh, segment. I mentioned that uh, last week, top men flew to Las Vegas, which we did. Had some great meetings with the top sports betting operators, I think, as you've heard us say time and time again. So they liked all our picks from last well, week. Yep, they saw yep, the uh, – yep, yep, I, I see you have some good ones this week. As a week. matter of fact, we're going to – I know I'm teasing a big announcement. We're just not quite there yet. But I'll give you a hint. We're going to be having some of the top handicappers in the nation coming and giving their picks. So all you people out there, of which – thank you, by the way. This made us the Bernie Kozar show with Hanford Dixon, the number one show on the Internet. Uh, those people that are looking for picks come and come and hear the top handicappers, but they got nothing on our guys who are super hot. You guys are on a roll, winning all your picks again. Let's go to the one star this week, Gabby. It's Wait, we're not going to relive what we did last week? No, <laughs> I take his word. Let's go, let's go. Come on, kid, let's go. Said, Put everything in the rearview mirror. We are just take it for the. For us. You're winning. So no let's, one has to get even on Monday night tonight, yeah, huh? A single star. Let's go. We got the Bengals. 
And uh, what do you got? Bengals given seven here. Ooh, I'm going to look at this one. And uh, Bengals are starting to get hot, but so are the Falcons. The Falcons are playing pretty good right now. But uh, Joe Burrell and the company, they are just um, – I'm going to have to go with the Bengals in that seven. Yeah, I uh, i love Joe Burrell, and I love – I'm staying on my over winners, like I keep saying. But the uh, with all the points, I like the Falcons this week. Oh, okay, okay. Right, there you have it. There you have it. Let's go to the three-star. This one we're always hot on. And the Dolphins, it's hard to figure this team out. And it's the Steelers. You know what? Our, our Mitch Trubisky came back yesterday – Came out. Yeah, Thomason, what a great coach. What do you guys think here? Dolphins giving six. I'll well, let you go first. Well, I'm still, I'm still <laughs> fixated on my Dolphin doctors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kill, yeah killing yeah. me with my concussion <laughs> issues here. So, Tua's going to be back, too. I think. Yeah, with Tua, with Tua coming back, that's still a lot of points and stuff, but I'm going to go with the Dolphins. I'm going to agree with you there because uh, I think uh, with Tua coming back and uh, this team, I think they're hungry. And what are they, 3-3, three and three, I think, right now. So I'm, I'm going to agree with you on that one. I'm going to go with the Dolphins. All right, then that takes us to our five-star. Oh, this is a good this one. This is it. Ravens, Browns. I don't know, guys. This might be a trap. Uh, I'll take this one first. I'm, uh, uh, I hate to do this, but uh, Ravens are at home, and uh, I'm going to – I think the Ravens – I'm going to go with the Ravens on that minus six there. Well, I'm, a, I'm still on my over kicks on these <laughs> games, and I thought, I thought like last week when we weren't going to put pressure on us because we didn't want to go yeah. against the Browns, so we just said the over. You yeah. know, we felt like yeah. New England was going to happen yeah. like that. This is uh, – there's still a lot of points and stuff, so I like the overs. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna, as much as I'm disappointed in the Browns and stuff, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with a homer pick this week. You know what? I think this is going to be the week that, uh, when you look at Baltimore and how they've lost some games, I, I, I think they're gonna finally. The reason why I'm gonna go with them because I think they. I, I hate to say this, but I put, think they finally put, put it together. Finally put yeah. it together, and and I, I hate to say this because they they've actually dominated all their games, and how they even let yesterday's game yeah. get away again. They've got to be sick with each oh, other. Oh. So, so, so I'm gonna tell you guys, as a fan, that's as angry. As I am, I still have hope. And I've had this happen to me so many times in my life. Just when you think the Browns are out, they come back. I'm predicting an upset, and I'm predicting Cade York game-winning field goal as time expires next week. Don't forget they have Tucker on the other side oh, over man. there. So, so will, that, will that turn angry Ken yeah, into festive Ken? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what turns festive Ken? And by the way, I'm angry about the name change somewhere in my Indians jersey. But I uh, got to salute the Guardians and the wonderful job oh, they're doing. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, big game tonight, but – the, oh, love the Guardians! But this God. is something. All right, now we're gonna. We've got a. We got breaking news. We got huh? Breaking news here from the, from Angry Ken's from Angry Ken's office. <laughs> all right, so I got to tell you, here's what happened last night. The Yankees were all excited. They won. They went to their chartered plane at Burke. The family, the players on the plane, only for the pilot to say, "Sorry, we're having mechanical difficulties." Off the plane they went. Had to get buses back there. They weren't expecting to stay in town. You can imagine the traveling secretary trying to get rooms for all the players and their families. They had to bring in another jet this morning. It got there at 1030. As of 1130, my spies over on the tarmac at Burke say the plane has not left yet. So, Guardians, 
We're with you. It's like, it's, anything can happen and now. Hey, is that a, is that a, like a little Cleveland ploy? It's, uh, it's like, angry Cleveland Ken ploy. that you guys did at the airport last night. Did you did you guys did something? You get a couple of our air show mechanics in Make there them to tired. sabotage yeah. that plane. Because hey, I know because I know the Guardians got into town. Andre not said they got into town at two o'clock last night, so I know yes. they got they were some sleeping rest. Good. They were sleeping good. Word has it, maybe rumor, Boone was upset. The players were upset. The families were upset. Let's go, Guardians. I want to remind everybody, catch the Bernie Kozar show with Hanford Dixon on all your favorite social media. We're going to have a lot to celebrate next week. Great show with that. Let's go to the two-minute warning. Two-minute warning. We're firing it up this week. I absolutely am disappointed to be two and four. If Angry Ken thinks there could be an upset this week, and the Angry Ken, the Mr. Non-Eternal Optimist, thinks that we could get a W, I, that actually gives me a little bit of motivation right now. Well, and, and, and me too, And but I, I'm so disappointed in this team right now. I mean, I really am. I mean, this football team, uh, obviously, I keep saying that this was a game that we should have won, and but we obviously we didn't get it done. Uh, went, went against a Belichick team that was not very good. And, uh, guys, for some reason, we still are not doing the things fundamentally that we have to do in order to win football games. Everybody have to show up. Everybody have to run to the football on defense. And everybody have to make the tackle. And offensively, we can't turn the ball over. We can't make any mistakes. And we have to do what's gotten us there. And that's been able to run the football. We have Nick Chubb getting almost six, seven yards mm -hmm. a carry. I, I was very disappointed he only – uh, ran for like 56 57 yards, yards 56, yeah. 57 12 yards carries. yesterday. Can't have that. We Top dog, I love how you said earlier in the show, we, we're going to point and look at ourselves first and look at ourselves in the mirror. What could I do to get myself better? Like life, I love that as a kind of a barometer to get stuff going because absolutely looking at ourselves first, you got to get this taste out of our mouth. And then we let Zappy come in here. He was 7 for 14 on third and third down situation seven for 14 can't let that happen we have to get off the field attitude attitude game attitude game well i tell you what good show today what do you think dog good show i want to be three and three man i have to two and four has me bummed out man <laughs> bummed out today so i I can't take I can't take consolation yeah. after a loss, young man. You know, Good we're gonna show. have to get that we're gonna have to get that back next week. You got it, my friend. You matter. Go Browns.